The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, it's a bonus episode. I've got a special betting preview for the Southwest, Southeast, and Northwest divisions. I am joined by my BetMGM co-host, Ryan Horvath, and we recorded this on a recent episode of BetMGM Tonight. We break down our favorites to win each division, as well as the most intriguing teams to watch. We had a lot of fun, so do me a favor, Nick, and drop that motherfucking beat. Southeast, we got the Hawks, the Heat, the Wizards, the Hornets, yeah. and the Magic. Yeah, there's there's only a couple of answers that you can really say. That, uh, and I guess you could say, all right, which teams are exciting? Which teams get your heart racing? I think the Hawks are the only exciting team in this division right now outside of the Magic. Like, the Magic actually have watched every game. The Hornets will be exciting. They once will. Lam- when, and when's LaMelo coming back? Hopefully, think, ho- hopefully before Alonzo, which is probably February, I think uh, his timeline is out at least man it doesn't I feel like even I've heard say four different things yeah yeah it doesn't say in terms of like timeline this is what i would say about the ankle for time uh for lamello i injured my high ankle i had a high ankle sprain and oh, it's it the took worst me ever. yeah it took me i was in pt for like Four months. They said it would be eight weeks eight for weeks me and, to be able to yeah. run again. Yeah, but to be able to cut, plant, spin, get do all the things shape. that Lamella got to get back into game shape, it could be two to three months, yeah. like three months, maybe more. So depends on how severe his ankle is. And when they get him back, they need to get back Gordon Hayward as well. Right now, it's just man, just Terry Rozier, and they actually might trade Terry Rozier. So this is not a team that you want to be betting on. And it was a disastrous offseason. Obviously, yeah. all the off the uh, off the court stuff for yeah, like, no Miles Bridges, obviously y- indefinitely. Yeah, with probably his never going to see him again. Stuff. I would hope maybe, not. maybe not. He pled uh, no contest just the other day. Yeah, he's not going to face any jail time. He's going to serve a parole. Uh, he may be back in a uniform for someone at some point. But I would not bet on the Hornets. I think Hornets unders for a while are going to be the move. Which like, is crazy because crazy. last year it was just all – I know. I said that the other night. Crazy. Like, they score 85 yeah. points now. Yeah, they don't have anybody. And it's they don't play any defense, but, I mean, they can't score. So no. I'm with you on that. I would not do anything, obviously, with the Magic. 
Uh, you couldn't pay me to touch the Hornets. I hate the Wizards. Same. But you know my thoughts on Trey Young, and I bought into the Hawks last year because it just seemed like it was going to be their year after losing in the Eastern Conference They're Finals. They're 7-3 and three right now. And they should have beat the Bucs in that series. I mean, only I only say that because Giannis didn't play the final two games. They got Chris Middleton and Drew yep. Holiday, though. I just feel like if I'm getting the heat, though, plus 125, and I know it's kind of been a mess, and I know that they've had guys in and out of the lineup, I mean, Jimmy Butler included, I just feel like if you're giving me, and I know the price isn't great, plus 125 with Eric Spolstra and that team of veterans, you know they always treat the regular season the way that it should be treated, I'd probably take it. But here's the question that I have for you. The Heat every year win like 53, 54 games. They're a top three seed in the East, and I feel like they kind of burn out. Now, last year they had a shot there. But and these, two years ago, maybe they they're shot. just like, screw it. Like, like kind of like the Bucks did finally a couple of years ago, where it's like, we don't need to win 60, 62 games. We'll use more load management. You know, we have Udonis Haslam. Udonis Haslam checked into a game the other That's night. That's crazy. He's 197 years old. He was literally in the league when I was at St. Mary Nativity in the eighth grade. I'm yeah. not kidding. You. Yeah. This guy is still in the league. <laughs> but I would still, I would take the Heat plus 125. I like the Hawks. I don't know that I trust them. I don't not know. Not minus money. I would need plus 200 to take the Hawks. That's what I mean. I can't take a minus 125. I do think, though, they're very exciting. You look at DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray, we were talking about props at the break. Yeah. And I made a whole list today of players that are on my do not bet list and players to target list. He's got to be on the target list. His rebounds are a target. His assists are a target. His points are a target. His steals are a target. He's just hitting every single prop, like on every level. Steals, blocks, assists, rebounds, points. He's doing everything for this team. Three-pointers as well. He's hitting like five a game sometimes. So his efficiency is off the charts. He just really added a lot to a team where Trey Young, Trey Young's undersized. Trey Young is up and down. And DeJounte Murray is very steady. And for whatever reason, DeJounte Murray is getting John Collins involved. And John Collins now is averaging like, 15 points per game or something crazy like that. Let me just make As sure. As he should that, be, though. Yeah, he should be doing that right now. So, yeah, he's averaging 13 a game right now, but he's shooting threes. He's shooting somewhere between two and seven threes a game, John Collins. So, yeah, I think that DeJounte Murray makes this team a lot more fun. Yeah. I've watched a lot more games because of him. Yeah. Clint Capella will probably be moved at some point for someone. So, yeah, I mean, it would only be the heat for me at plus 125 because this is a team that just continues to try hard, and I don't know how much I trust Nate McMillan. And, like, we've seen the Hawks go into, like, these 15-game tailspins. 15 games where they just win, like, 4 of 15. It's going to happen in January. I don't even really want the heat plus 125 this year. The problem is a bad conference. The problem is, problem is there's yeah, there's no value because the Magic, sure, maybe in a year or two, right? Yeah. Maybe two. two uh, let's not be the safe. Hornets. Not two, the Hornets. No, no. Probably never, to be honest with you. And then the Wizards. Like, any chance? What? What is the Wizards' goal? Because is oh, it just make the playoffs idea. and get some playoff money, right? Like, you get to host two games, get some playoff revenue I, I in there. I think you just have to try to satiate because Bradley Beal that you're on the right track. That's it. Like, but, Porzingis has to be healthy all year. See, uh, and, and, and I just, the other night, okay, so and I know Brad didn't play. Maybe he did play. I don't even remember because it was Friday night, right? But all the last thing I remember was Porzingis, for some reason, running his mouth no, he didn't to Kevin play. Durant. He didn't play the last two games. That's right. And Kevin Durant was at the free throw line, and he just stared at him, and he started jawing with him, and then he murdered everybody on the team. Like, he, I, I'm, is Daniel Gafford, is he, has he played since that night? Because his ankles were broke. I don't think he has TV. played. I don't think he has played. The team played. Is, is dumped. And they're not going to be able to make any moves. Like, what, what? what's the best thing that they could do? 
And yeah, he had five points last night, five and seven. But slow. he's in a bad place. The, the Wizards just really have no goals. Yeah, so 11 to one, no thank you. That's pretty much all I have in terms of just like breaking this team down. But what I will say for people who haven't watched any Magic games, you should. Honestly, Paolo. like you really should. Paolo Bencaro averaging 30, what, in the last five games, he's averaging almost 30 points per game. Just insane stuff. He's awesome. So give me one reason to watch the Wizards if I'm just a basketball fan. There isn't one fan. one. There isn't one. Give me a reason to watch the Heat. Kyle Kuzma. Oh, no, to watch the, the Heat. Bam Adebayo? Bam Adebayo season. Yeah, he's going to be fun. Oh, and Tyler also Hero. Max Struess. The Struess is loose. Struess, Struess three-pointers. Tyler Hero assists. Tyler Hero three-pointers for props, really. Just for props. There you go. Jimmy Butler mid-ranges. There you go. If I had to make a bet, I'd go with the Heat only for the value. Same. Plus 125. Plus 125. Let's talk a little Southwest Division winner. And while I pull up those future odds, I just tell me, just tell me, good, good, thank God, throw them out to me. So it's Mavericks, they're the leader, plus 135. Nope. Um, Memphis Grizzlies, plus 150. Nope. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans, plus 250. Hmm. Spurs, uh, plus 25,000. And Rockets, plus 50,000. Well, I'm clearly all in on the Rockets this year. No, I'm kidding. They're the worst team in the league, I yeah, think. Yeah, I'm kidding about that. But I do like that price for the Pelicans. Same. Really like the Pelicans because the only issue with the Pelicans, and I love what they did at the deadline last year, I mean, acquiring CJ, which that was obviously, huge. you know, you get another guy that could get you buckets in the fourth quarter. But also the thing with them is they kind of, I mean, they're really young, but now they have the experience. The only thing that scares me a little bit about saying that is I said that about Atlanta the year before that, and then they ended up being a complete dumpster fire. But we've already seen it here early with the Pelicans. Like they look like they're the real deal. When Zion's out there, when he's fully healthy, he's in shape right now. He just needs to stay healthy. That's the other thing that scares me a little bit. But I love Brandon Ingram. I've always been a big Brandon Ingram fan. I thought the Lakers should have held on to Brandon Ingram. And I like that roster. They're deep. They got a bunch of young guys. They got guys that actually play defense. And I think that they're they're one of the reasons I like them is you have you have the veteran leadership with a guy like CJ, but also you have a bunch of young guys that are going to get up for these regular season games. Kind of like nobody saw that coming from Memphis last year where they were the second best team in the West, only next to Phoenix. They covered every single night. They played hard every single night. You just don't know that you're going to get that with these veteran type teams, especially in the West right now, like the Clippers, you right. know? They're using load management. They just want to get into the playoffs. Where with the Pelicans, this is new and exciting. You got guys trying to increase their numbers and pad their stats a little bit every night. And they're just a good team. I like the Pelicans a lot. But I also do like the Mavs because they have Luka. And every single night he could give you 40. But I, I think the value bet would have to be the Pelicans, right? The value bet for sure. Here's the issue that I have with the Pelicans is that Last year they were one in thirteen. They started out. They they started started out really, really poorly, and it felt like Willie Green was already sort of with his back against the wall. Zion wasn't around. You had a bunch of undrafted guys or second round guys coming in, congealing together. Brandon Ingram was the alpha on this team, and then you make the trade for CJ, and CJ sort of unlocks Brandon Ingram, and all the while they're able to figure some things out without Zion. And now that Zion comes back and you've got, you know, Herb Jones is clicking and Brandon Ingram's clicking, even to a degree, Jose Alvarado has found himself a role. Now you insert Zion back into the lineup. And now a team that was a stifling defense, a team that took Phoenix to the brink in the playoffs based on that perimeter defense, playing really athletic, good team stuff, covering for one another. Now all of a sudden they're just picking on Zion because 
he's not a very good defender at all. You just put him in pick and rolls. Put him in pick and rolls. Especially now. And he's barbecued chicken. And he knows that. And he has inconsistency and issues with, I think, complacency as well. So I think what's happened is you have a team that was super desperate last year to a team that's been feeling themselves a little bit early. I think they getting smacked in the mouth last night against the Indiana Pacers shows them that they need to come out and compete just like they did last year every single night and not think that there's a team that they can just walk through and beat, especially when you've got Zion who's going to get absolutely picked on in the pick and roll specifically. So I like that pick. I am a little nervous about them, though. I'm nervous about all those teams. I'm nervous about the Mavs in terms of who's going to be the other primary scorer and, you know, teams just allowing Luka to have 40 and them losing. I'm worried about the Grizzlies without Jaron Jackson. The Grizzlies would probably be my pick just because I think when Jaron Jackson does come back, they're going to take another step. And they're winning games even without one of their key pieces. All the other teams, they're not missing anyone. You know, Mavericks have their entire team. Pelicans have their entire team. Now you could say they're getting Zion back yeah. into the, and integrated into the lineup. I know this might, might sound crazy, but I think defensively the Pelicans are better without Zion. Really? I do. Yeah, I think that there's a better defensive team without Zion on it. Better defensive team, yeah. I'll say. Yeah, yeah, Defensive yeah. team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Defensive not a complete team, team yeah, yeah. but just a defensive team. Yeah, no, I I think that's fair. I, I completely agree with that. Which team do you think is built to actually to, to make a run in the playoffs? All three of them? Yeah, I do. I Re- think all three have, have a legit chance. You look at the Grizzlies, they could have beaten the Warriors. We didn't um, see Ja healthy. We didn't see Ja yeah. healthy. He got hurt. You know, you had a couple of 50-50 balls go down. So that is another one. The, I think the Pelicans could have very easily, there were some key moments. I think they could have ended up beating the Phoenix Suns in the first round, that would have been an awesome matchup with the Mavericks. And then obviously the Mavericks go to the Western Conference Finals. So you ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And another fun team that I'm not going to bet on, but a team that you should definitely watch until the trade deadline is the Spurs. Like, the Spurs are a very fun team. Do you think they're going to be active at the deadline? Do you think they're going to be— I think they're going to be sellers. Sell, yeah, I think they, pieces. I've heard Jakob Pertle to the Boston Celtics, which you would love. God, that'd be a huge pickup. Because the other thing I was going to bring up was you think about the trade deadline, you think about some of the guys that might get moved, and then you think yep. about the active, obviously, you know, the owners and the general managers that are going to be looking to sell or buy, I should say, at the deadline. In this conference, the Grizzlies— are kind of set for the next couple of years, right? Because they have such a young core that I don't think they're going to move any of those guys unless it was the right deal to be made. And then you look at, obviously, Dallas, and you have Mark Cuban, who's always super aggressive. But do you think there's going to be a big name that's available at the deadline? Like, what's going to end up happening with the Nets? We don't know with Kyrie and KD, but I don't think either of those guys... Well, I think actually, they might I don't cut know. Kyrie. I was going to say, I could, but I could no, but see nobody's, KD getting He's not moved. worth the headache. I don't no. think anybody's going to want Kyrie, even Mark Cuban. And he's him and him and Luca together is not a. I was at talking all. to Andrew about this, and he said he was he's Andrew our uh, our brand manager. We were talking to him, a friend of ours, and he basically said he would take Kyrie for the Minnesota Timberwolves, which I wouldn't hate. Kyrie's a good enough point guard to say, all right, Kyrie, D'Angelo Russell, Ant Edwards. I don't want him Ant. in Chicago. I, I mean, I don't know why you would. Let's be honest. There is a real possibility, and I'd say a logical reasoning. 
behind the Nets deciding that they are going to tank this year to get Scoot Henderson or someone. Yeah. Because this is the last year that they and the Houston Rockets have a pick, a pick swap. And Houston will either get their own pick or they will get the Nets pick, whichever one is better for them, more advantageous. So the Nets could very easily get the second or third overall pick, and they will have their own pick. So tanking this year works for them. Get rid of Kevin Durant. Get rid of Kyrie Irving. Use your own pick find, or trade that pick for a star. Figure it out. They should but, trade Kevin Durant to Dallas to play with Luke. That actually would be amazing. And Christian Wood. Yeah, that honestly is a, an amazing trade. I think that's like really interesting for this division, but this is the last year that the Nets will have their own pick for a very, very long time. They'll have to have either the Sixers pick or no pick at all. So I really do like the Grizzlies, though, at plus 150. It feels like when they get Jaron Jackson back, and they have enough pieces to make another move if they need to. Pelicans 5-5, five and five, Spurs 5-6, five and six, Mavericks 6-3, six and three, Grizzlies 7-4. and four. So they're all sort of hovering between 5 and 9, kind of like right around 500. Let's talk Northwest division winners in the NBA. And let's talk about the futures market and what you would do in that particular market. So looking at it right now, you have the Nuggets, pretty juicy, heavy favorites, Very minus heavy. 150. Mm-hmm. Timberwolves, who were my preseason pick, plus 300. Really quick, so you know what Brennan said, the Gobert move made him scratch his head. And while I kind of agree, I also kind of understand what Minnesota was doing. Now, I worried about the spacing because we saw in Utah, you know, with Gobert on the floor, he's a rim protector. He's obviously solid defensively. But you know what he is offensively, right? He's going to be under the basket, and the spacing's always going to be kind of crummy. But I liked it because Carl Anthony Towns couldn't stay out of foul trouble in those big playoff games. Yep. Like, every game, he had four fouls, three fouls in the first half. Sometimes five fouls. Yeah, where the hell is Carl Anthony Towns? He had five fouls in the first half of an NBA game. He did. Remember the game he fouled out in the third quarter? Yes. In a playoff game. So I kind of liked Gobert because then you could put Cat back as a stretch for because he was playing the five at times last year. So I didn't hate it. But the you could have him roam like Anthony Davis. Yeah, but to. but it's not a fit. Like, but do you think it's we're not even halfway through a season? Probably too early to consider blowing anything I, up or anything. I think that Carl Anthony Towns is soft, like yeah. Jimmy Butler said. Yeah, I think he is. I think no matter what, and and I like him as a person. Yeah, and he's been Hell through yeah. a lot as a human being, but as a player. He's a B-I-B-A. Yeah, we're, you know in the money, I mean? we're in the money betting business. We're in the here. money betting business and betting on Carl Anthony Towns to show up and be a man on the court without Patrick Beverly up his ass at any moment yeah. is now not a profitable endeavor. Ant Edwards is hating him. The Timberwolves are a bad bet. I think that probably something is going to have to change. Okay. I don't think that Carl Anthony Towns can be trusted to be himself. He's offensively looked horrible. Just the spacing's off. I think, truthfully, you might say to yourself, well, the Jazz are sitting atop the West. I think they do trade some guys away. I the don't Jazz think, do? Yeah, I think they trade Conley. Gonna, I think they trade Jordan okay. Clarkson. Uh, I think that they trade some pieces that you know maybe want out of there. But what if they don't? But plus what if they don't? Uh, what I would do is two things. I would take the Blazers at plus 550, and I would take the Jazz at plus 800. That's what I would do. That's what I think is a good bet. I mm-hmm. think those are very, very good bets. I think the Blazers might be for real. Any chance that they make a move, and I know it's Portland, but just because they're trying to keep Dame? I think that they're happy with what they have. You know, this I was going to say, what do they need? It's a team full of scrappers, man. It's a team full of scrappers. You know, Josh Hart playing the three, I hated the move, but even at 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, he's just tough. He's gritty. He can hit timely shots. He hit a game winner last night against the Miami Heat with no time left on the clock, which I thought was huge. Just like buzzer beater style. You've got Nasir Little who's doing things. Jeremy Grant's been awesome. Like just really defensively 
a, a really great four for us. Yeah. And there's just a ton of depth. This is a very deep, very athletic team, and they don't need Dame in order to win games, and that's huge. And they still need to get Trent and Watford back. But, but yeah, I actually would play Portland uh, plus 550. I, like I, I think the, I'm going to. I like the price, and it's not like the Nuggets are going to run away with the North. No, think, come right? on now, no. Like minus 150 seems a little insane, no? That seems crazy to me. That seems crazy to me. I got to be honest, though. I'm playing. I, I'd play Portland. Play, yeah. I'm sorry, not Portland. Well, I would play Portland plus 550, especially jazz over plus the Jazz. Plus 800 as well. I don't hate the Timberwolves plus 300. I wouldn't do it. I still think that They're, they don't, could salvage this This is season. like the Lakers. This I mean, is the Lakers situation. There's just situation. way too much talent, though. Wee-oo, wee-oo, but they have wee-oo. young talent. Like the, the, the Lakers are dead because it's a bunch of old dudes. Who, do you, like, who do you like on this team Ant besides Edwards. Ant Edwards? D Russ. Do you? Russell. You like D'Angelo Russell? I don't know. His I like the goofy whole, ass. I, I like the bow and arrow thing. Oh my God. He's <laughs> no. maybe one of the worst players on this team. Yeah. Yeah. He's, they don't have a point guard. They need a point guard. They I don't like, have one. Oh no. This team is, I think this team is absolutely cooked. I wish. So no, I'm not going to bet the Thunder this year, but I just can't wait to like. When they decide to start winning. Yeah, because they just have so much talent. But the thing is, like, is Shea going to be on this team when it's time to start yeah, winning? Yeah, I think so. That's what he said. He I'd said like he's to think not so he's committed. Too, but I feel like when when it's finally time, he's gonna be like twenty seven. That's next year. That's 29. next year. Next year they'll get Victor Wambanyama or Chet. Two. I don't know. Yeah, are they gonna be Chet. bad enough though? They're four and six right now. I don't know. Yeah, but is that bad enough? I, I mean, don't know. We're, I mean, you know what they do. Yeah. Trade deadline, they shut everyone down and they lose the next twenty games. I'm actually surprised they haven't shut everybody down yet. Yeah. Four and six right now, the Thunder are. The Timberwolves are five and six. The Blazers getting no respect. They're seven and three plus five fifty. Nuggets are also seven and three. So to be what minus one fifty? I F just you. do it. Yeah, F I you. mean ten games into an eighty-two game season, no. still seventy-two games to go. Injuries happen, <laughs> no. obviously. I mean, especially with Denver. I mean, the last couple of years it's been Nikola Jokic and nobody else. Yeah, Jamal Murray just coming back. I do. Michael I, Porter I, I Jr. Do, I do love Bones though. Yeah, he's fun. He's got a cool name. But that's yeah, what I would do. That's, that's the bet. Those are the bets that you need. Honestly, those are that's the bet that's the best bet on the board right now is the Blazers plus five fifty. And I mean, hell, maybe Danny Ainge says, Yeah, like we'll let this team go as far as they take us. If we're the number one seed in the West, so be it. That's the thing. It's not like they're gonna be like buyers at the deadline or anything. No. If anything, they're gonna sell off parts. They're mm-hmm. not gonna add a piece. So you would have to like this roster like as is. As is. And I don't enough. I mean, a nice story, right? Great and they story. got guys playing hard. I'm not saying they can't make a, a run to the playoffs as an eight seed or a play in team. But eventually, the Warriors are going to start taking the regular season seriously. Yeah, you know, eventually, I don't know if I don't know like if Minnesota is going to figure it out. Memphis is just fine; they've just lost a couple games. That yeah, you exactly. Expect them to lose. I don't know. I like the Eastern Conference more this year. That's it for this bonus episode of the Heat Check. Check back tomorrow. We will be recording another episode, and do not forget to check out the feed for past episodes and interviews. Also. BetMGM Tonight airs Monday through Friday live from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's available on demand on the Odyssey app and in podcast form wherever you find your podcast. Thousand thanks, a million thanks to my co-host Ryan Horvat and my producer Cameron Gray. And please follow us on the Heat Check across the season. Download, subscribe, please tell your friends, every single damn one of us, and follow us on the Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok because the Heat Check never sleeps.